Heyo Ken times 69! <laughs> no! 420! Nice! No! Are you, are you, are you ready? Funny! Expensive! Wanna nah! Whatever! Be happy! Hey everyone! Welcome back to The Funny Papers, a show where 3.30-somethings share a collective psychosis about the classic 90s cartoon show, Doug. I'm Mike, and with me are my friends Sam. First runner-up in the Amateur Male Nude Podcasting Championships. <laughs> and Jim. I have mastered North, South, East, West, and Center. I have become Super Jim. Glad to have you both here. <laughs> today, today, we cover episode 12, part one of Doug. In all episodes after the first, Doug was separated into two 12-minute shorts. Episode 12, part one's title is Doug is Quail Man. It's a very explicit title, uh-huh. uh, which establishes the stakes. Usually, oh, that's who Quail Man is. <laughs> yeah. Usually, that, puts, like, that puts a lot of things together for me. I didn't know that until now. For me, it makes it less clear, because usually the title doesn't relate to, like, the episode as much, but in this one, it, like, it brings up a lot of questions for me, and and honestly, it, like, contextualizes a lot of the lines in the show if you remember that episode title, which isn't really, like, stated anywhere throughout the whole episode. So what's interesting here is we have, like, a Russian nesting doll of, like, narratives, because, like, there's the Doug (laughs) universe, right? But then there's... This is the first episode, like, that's almost entirely set inside of Doug's mind, a.k.a. Loserland. Um, And... If you think about it like that, it's a very, like, looming episode about, like, how Doug's brain works. Badly. Because there's a lot of, like, logical inconsistencies. Yes, there's a lot of logical <laughs> inconsistencies in this episode, and they don't make sense until you realize, oh, wait, this is Doug's brain working. Right. But, like... So I, does Doug, I, does Doug, the Doug funny exist inside the Quail yes, Man universe? That is the that's, most that's the first question. question. Yes. We don't know. That's, we don't we, know. That's such a good question. I think that's not. I've wondering the whole time. I, I think, think I he does, does, but we don't ever see him. And there's lines in this that, that like, suggest that he might have at one point. So yeah. It's like, it's weird, man. But, like, let's get into those as we get into them. But, like, the stakes for this episode are, like strange and also potentially like have impact on the whole mythos at large right this is a very strange episode yeah so let's establish real quick if again if this is your first time listening to the show for some reason welcome and sorry but also quail man is doug's superhero persona Uh, well then again they do just kind of run down quail man's whole deal in the start of the episode for us saving us the time because jim jenkins is where Oh, right. If I don't give you a uh, heads up on what this is, this looks like a young man who has serious brain problems. (laughs) As opposed to if you explain it, he looks very rational. If you explain it, it at least makes some kind of sense. It's just that then you try to pay any attention to that and it rapidly falls apart. Sure. Yeah, so once again, like the previous Quail Man episode we saw, it does establish like Quailman's kind of backstory. It says that far away in another galaxy, there are people who have far superior power to those on Earth, and it's on planet Bob. So this tells me that, like, Quailman is from a separate... Quailman isn't human. 
right? Yes. Ori's from like a separate branch of humanity. An entire right? planet full of perverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People who are superior to humans in all respects. All of them are big into feet for some reason. All of them wear their underwear outside their pants so that you can zoom in on their crotch region. They like. also, in this, like, the narrator says that Quail Man is the Earth's most powerful hero, and I'm going to have to canonically disagree with that. <laughs> a, a later episode features a character called the Silver Skeeter, who's far more powerful than Quail Man. And you also, <laughs> yeah. would you like to check out my power level website? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Which we, we did found. check out a power level website that one time, and just saw that somebody had in just one of these classic nerd dungeons of people putting in every fictional character at the same time. Somebody in the usual, okay, Goku versus Superman versus Luke Skywalker versus Drizzt, and somebody had included Quail Man, and they had put basically all of his stats at max. It was the funniest right. god, except for intelligence. Which is in this lore is his only actual power. Well, he's also well, and death stare at you. He can stare at you like a creepoid. That's true. And he's allegedly fast. We're told this. We never see it. It's yeah. one of the things that always bugged me, like about Superman, and also like an extension of Quailman. Okay, I can like swallow that people from the planet Bob and people from Krypton look like humans, but their dogs also look like dogs. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Like, yeah, change I, it up a little. <laughs> I mean, it might be like, okay, slight Battlestar Galactica spoilers. It might be the kind of thing where there's like a faraway land where people look like humans, but they're not actually humans. It's kind of like how in Star Wars ah, they say like mean, a faraway And all galaxy. their planet looks suspiciously like Southern California. I've heard this right. theory. Right, yeah, I, it, maybe it's like, oh, just, that's what they're going for in this. Well, the thing is, also, during the intro, they don't say, like, why Quail Man left the planet, Bob. No, no, they, they do. They do, they sort do. of. They say that Quail Man was assigned to go to the planet Earth by the elders of planet Bob, which yeah. tells us that the elders of planet Bob told this little dipshit, get the fuck off our planet, go somewhere <laughs> else. But when they say the planet Bob... They then show a comet hitting the planet Bob, and it explodes. So <laughs> Wait, was it, that the planet Bob? Uh, I mean, oh. they, they said planet Bob, and there's, like, this green planet, and then, like, a comet hits it, and it explodes. Yeah. So is he supposed to be an orphan? <laughs> is this, like, Doug's, like, repressed anger towards his parents? <laughs> oh, God. I'm just loving yeah. the idea that, yes, I was assigned to go here by the elders of my planet. <laughs> I didn't destroy it. Yeah. Oh my shit! I didn't even notice that, man. So I think Quail Man may be the bad guy. Be like, I think it was supposed to be evoking like Superman's backstory, but the narration yeah. like runs in counter to what you see on the screen. Unless it's, they're just showing a random planet getting hit by a random comet while they talking went about back a and planet. decided that yes, this story about a comic book character for children is a little bit too dark in our story for slightly older children. Better, so, better show the fucking destruction of a planet anyway, though. Well, show the destruction of the planet because we already animated that, but we're changing the voiceover to be, uh, but he was just told to go here. Don't worry about why. Right, so that tells us that Quailman, just like Doug, must always listen to authority. <laughs> I mean, well, then I guess then he goes back and murders the authority after Yeah, the I... 
There's a oh. number of questions raised about Quail Man's origin story, but we're going to see a lot more questions about Quail yeah. Man as this goes on. But we learn here that his lifelong mission on Earth is to do good. That's what they tell us, at okay, least. Uh, maybe, maybe to compensate for blowing up his own planet. <laughs> and, you know, he, it's he a hero with by a dark past. <laughs> Gritty, edgy quail man. He shot his own parents in Crime Alley. Iron Age quail man would own. By the way... <laughs> This is like a Silver Age like comic book story, and it's very funny, the timing here, because this was episode was like released in 1991, which was right in the middle of the Iron Age, which is the most antagonistic age ever towards Silver uh, Age comics. Like, Can you explain what Silver Age and Iron Age are real so quick for Gold- other people than me, of course? <laughs> real quick, Golden Age of comics is like in the 30s and 40s when it's getting started. The Silver Age is what you see from like, I don't know, uh, 50s to 70s, where you see all those like crazy like Superman battling a monkey or or yeah. Superman. All the like, gorilla uh, covers. That- yeah, all the gorilla covers. That's the, <laughs> like all just the wacky shit that you see like posted without context on Reddit. And then yeah. after that, you have the Bronze Age, which was basically in the 1970s, and it was people slowly transitioning into the Iron Age, where you see stuff like guns and murderous superheroes and blood and gritty content and absolutely no story whatsoever. Doug is set during the Iron Age of comics. Yeah. Okay. A uh, big thing here is that the Bronze Age was kind of got kicked off by noted multimedia sensation Watchmen. And the problem is that a bunch of people trying to mimic Watchmen realized, wait, we could tell a darker, grittier story. And then they just got to the point that it was exclusively darkness, grit, guns, and way too many pouches. And eventually they realized, okay, we may have kind of bottomed out here, guys. Yeah, you know that meme about the guy looking at something and then the real thing is flying completely overhead and the guy is just like, wow, this superhero looks cool. That's the Iron Age. <laughs> okay, so so you're saying Doug personifies that or he no, personifies no, no, no. Silver Age? Well, he's a Silver Age. It's like Quail Man, this is okay. a quintessential Silver Age like uh, piece of media, just right down to the fact that the plot doesn't make sense. Actually, gotcha. wait, when was the Silver Age again? Silver Age was 50s to roughly 70s. and then When bronze... Jim Jenkins was yes, a kid. Correct. Okay, nice. question answered. <sighs> okay, cool. All right, so in this way, we've learned... We have a lot of, like, narrative contextualization for Quailman, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, but we go back into it, and we see that all this intro uh, for Quailman is, like... And, also, it needs to be said that Quailman looks exactly like Doug, he, and his his sidekick Quail Dog looks exactly like Porkchop, right? And it shows that all this narration. Well, wait. Is... Uh, one very important jump in on the subject of Quail mm-hmm. Dog. Quail Dog is Porkchop with a belt on his head, like Doug, to kind of mimic a quail's head thingy. I don't know what it's called. And yeah. Porkchop also has a Q shaved into his chest. <laughs> yeah. Now, we referenced QAnon once back in the early days of the podcast, and now I can't stop thinking about Jim Jenkins shaving a Q into his dog's chest hair, taking a picture of it, and posting it on Twitter. This may be a me problem, I'll admit. <laughs> He's also chewing bubblegum. <laughs> For no fucking reason. Yeah. Nice yeah, this, visual like, gag. This, there's no payoff, and they do it twice yeah. in the episode. They end the episode on this. Yeah, yes. and going out and on a high start note. It. 
Yeah. But okay, so we learned that like it, it shows all this in the intro card that like, you know, Quailman is whatever, he's sort of like Superman maybe and he does all this stuff. Um but it shows that it goes back into the real world of Doug and it shows that Doug is making his own comic book and he's drawing all these events. Um so this episode, like we were referencing, is a little unique because all of the events happen during said comic book, right? It's all just like a comic story. Um, and so we go back into the comic book. Like we, like we, we go back this to briefly, the, and then comic, the comic book. We get this very brief line about uh, how he fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the way of the quail. If you want a further breakdown of the way of the quail, please go back to our earlier Quail Man episode. We spent a lot of time on this. But the yeah. short version of the actual way of the quail is get fat as hell, be incredibly stupid, be very easily scared, and be shot by Sam. And all of these happen at the first shot of uh, Quail All Man. of these are me. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it shows uh, in the like first shot of Quailman after the title card. Um, he's sitting in the thicket of solitude, which is where he lives. He lives in a shack woods. in the woods. Well, he doesn't even live in a shack in the he woods. He lives it's in a bush. Like, right. He lives in a bush, and he has labels for all of his pieces of furniture. Right. So when we go back, it shows him sitting in front of the Quail TV, which is a TV. They have electricity in the fortress, the not fortress of solitude. <laughs> Right. They fucking wired um, the trees. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no cord going to yeah. it either, so it's like maybe no. It's probably just like a carving, and he's just imagining it. Yeah, because it is sitting on top of a stump. So yeah, yeah maybe he just carved. He's just, no, he's just yeah. looking at like a. Blank it's a naturally TV. occurring TV. Sometimes they yeah. grow out of stumps. It's how yeah. our forefathers found. This TV. goes back to like Doug has no idea how anything works. Yes. <laughs> So just contextualize every, like, logical inconsistency with this is happening inside Doug's brain. And then the the episode just, like, totally makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So he's sitting in in, uh, the thicket of solitude, and he's served a burger by Quail Dog. But Quail Dog is in a tux in this case. So I think Quail Dog is his sidekick, but also his, like, servant, I guess. It's Alfred and uh, Ace the Bat Dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing, he's, you know, filling multiple roles. Um, So, yeah, so he's doing the two things that quails do. He's sitting around. He's getting fat as hell and being stupid. So I just, one thing I just realized is that, like, in the back of my head that I know Quail Man is, like, a combination of both Batman and Superman, but it's Batman and Superman's, like, worst qualities put together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's an alien human. <laughs> He's an alien human with no powers. Sit, no powers who sits around being brooding and anxious and also won't let anybody know who he actually is. Right. So, uh but also okay, I, I need to say this real quick. He's sitting in um the thicket of solitude and in the background of the thicket of solitude, it's like a bunch of bushes, but in all those bushes there are like Forest spirits or something. They look like Pikmin almost. They're like those Juminos from Stardew Valley, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't notice these. That's just like, yeah, I think that's just the animators having a little bit of fun with it. Either that or Quailman has enslaved a number of the Fae to serve him and keep his thicket of solitude fully solitudified. I, but I, I think so. 
Like, because they're in every shot. It's not just random, right? They're in every shot of the Thicket of Solitude. There's like forest spirits that don't move and are like, you know, plastered into the bushes. Maybe he's haunted by the ghosts of the planet Bob, whose denizens he destroyed as he left. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Who He stole all their powers and sucked their souls out. I've combined all of the power of every single denizen of the planet Bob and become... A pretty mediocre superhero, not gonna lie. I ate a hundred billion souls and all I got was a creepy vision power. (laughs) He can fly too, I guess. (laughs) I guess. Sometimes he has to flap his arms when doing so. Yes, it's not consistent. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But he's sitting there watching TV. He's watching an ad for hair growth supplement, which is, you know, on brand for Doug. Um, and then he switches to the news and there's a news anchor who's vision. He's like visibly sweating. And he says that Dr. Klotzenstein is on the loose and Dr. Klotzenstein looks like Roger as a mad scientist. Uh, but it's all, he says he's also Klotzilla. He's also like this, uh, Godzilla figure. He's also Baron Von Klotz, which is like a, you know, insidious looking rich person. Yeah. Yeah. Bond villain. Uh, he's also the Cyclops, which is like a caveman looking Cyclops dude. Um, but today he's in disguise as Roger Klotz, the elementary schooler. And it just shows a picture of Roger. This yeah. is uh, this is very like Republican brain in display because it's all of your enemies are the same thing. It's like Obama and Mao in the same picture. Yeah, all of your enemies <laughs> are the same thing who coincidentally looks exactly like the kid who you hated back in grade school. Right. All evil is concentrated into this singular entity. It is impossible Puberty. that any- Yes, it is impossible <laughs> yeah. that anything else could be the source of your problems that just, nope, it's just this one guy. He wears many faces, but he is always the reason for anything bad happening. Yeah. So, well, hold on, though, because I have to ask a very important to me question about this. Uh, so when they show this picture of Roger, he's like sitting against, he's like standing against a, like a brick wall and you can hear police sirens in the background. So... They know where Roger is because they got this shot of him. And the police, if they wanted to arrest him, were right there. He wasn't running, right? So what I need to know is, is Roger Dr. Klotz or is Dr. Klotz like impersonating him? Like, are they the same person? I don't think they are. So at the very end, well, I should say this at the very end, but at the very end of the episode, it implies that Roger may be a separate entity from all the Klotz monsters. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, is this, yeah. is this the case of, has Doug separated out in his brain? There is the good Roger, the one who's my daddy in the forest, and the bad <laughs> Roger, the one who is constantly giving me shit for no apparent fucking reason. I don't know. Like, I think that I I think they're two separate people entirely. And I think Roger is just kind of like a victim of circumstances in this in this whole episode. Like, I think Roger's just a kid, right? And this guy is like, I'm gonna kidnap Roger or something. I'm going to impersonate him for 
very poorly explained reasons, but also yeah. he is Klotzilla. But Klotzilla is interested in going after Patty Mayonnaise at the same time that Roger is going after Patty Mayonnaise. So right. I feel like we've got sort of a... Doug can't decide which one is true. Doug doesn't Maybe. have object permanence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Dr. Klotzenstein is Roger's dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. And he's just taking his son's position. I don't know, man. It, but, like, I really want to think about that over the course of this episode. It's a worthwhile because, question. Yeah. So, okay. So, Doug is like, oh, no, I gotta catch him, I guess, right? Yeah. And then we cut into the school. Uh, we cut into, like, the science lab. Um, and Patty is handling something that is glowing like the surface of the sun. What this is? <laughs> great question. And it's on, like, an open flame, right? Like, she's doing it on a Bunsen burner. And we learn that during this time she's doing this, there's no adult supervision in the classroom. They're just fucking around. <laughs> They're just, like, burning it's things science. that are glowing. It's doing science. Science, baby. <laughs> and Roger does a little joke. Hey, Patty, I want you to meet my aunt. Your aunt's here today? Roger throws a frog at her and says, My Aunt Fibian. Ha <laughs> ha. So, remember to contextualize this, that this is happening in Doug's brain. Like... Patty is just like inside Doug's head is just an utterly clueless moron. Yes. Cause and like, she goes, is your aunt here today? You're in elementary school. Of course <laughs> not. You're in class. You would have seen another right. person in the room. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like in we've established this and we've seen this repeatedly over the course of the show that in Doug's fantasy, Patty is like submissive and like kind of stupid and like needs Doug's help on anything. Yes. But in the real world, she couldn't be anything further from yeah. that. In the real world, she's competent, significantly more so than he is and actually is her sole moments of seeming obliviousness are mostly to do with the fact that. Oh, this kid's kind of a creeper, huh? <laughs> right. Also, Roger announces after he makes his Aunt Vivian joke that it is a science joke. Again, Doug can't <laughs> imagine a world where Roger would let a punchline stand by itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and I wouldn't, so I can't really argue with that. <laughs> and then a science teacher walks into the room that we have never seen before and my belief is that this is what Doug thinks Mrs. Wingo looks like. <laughs> yeah, well, but later, well, no, but later in the episode, we see Wingo, and this is Professor Ogie, yes. who's like the science lab professor or something. Doesn't but, exist, actually, as far as I'm aware. But we see uh, later that Wingo also exists in this universe. So he just wants to imagine that, like, they get taught by somebody else? Like, maybe yeah. he's just like... Again, <sighs> I think it's, he thinks it's Mrs. Wingo. <laughs> Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> I think, like, does the, Sam, I will ask for spoilers on this occasion. Do we ever see Professor Oogie again? Not, <laughs> not to my knowledge, but I'm not 100% on that. Okay. I, I'm, I think this is just a creation of Doug's brain. What a fascinating Maybe. addition, just that in Doug's brain, his classmates get a new teacher just for their science lab for, I must stress again, 11-year-olds. <laughs> maybe the, in Doug's mind, only, only maybe in Doug's mind, only a man can teach them science. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> God. Yeah. Gross. Okay, that tracks. God, fuck. Gross. 
And then the science, the science teacher like waltzes in and says, "Hey guys, it's time for a pop quiz." But the, he, the way he does the pop quiz is entirely through calling on people, which leads me to believe that Doug also does not know what a pop quiz is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's he's yeah. He just says it's time for a pop quiz. But everyone was like doing a science lab before, that. right? Like everyone was working everyone on something was independently. Burning things. Yes. <laughs> And one person had every also every one of these science desks has a different piece of equipment on it. Like one person has a computer. Roger no one else has a does. live frog. Yeah. <laughs> to make science jokes with, I guess. <laughs> Again, Doug doesn't know what science is. Yeah, Doug has no yeah. idea what science is. He knows it has something to do with this equipment and that guys with glasses and beards are somehow associated with it. Which is Yeah. Me and I've seen worse depictions of science, but still, Christ. And and everything in the room is like vaguely science related, but not really. Yes. Like, do you guys want to get into all the stuff on the board and around the room right like now? The like big just one, the stage of the room. Like, there's most of the stuff on the board is not really that impressive. There's miles slash kilometers. The word outwards Alpha Centauri. Like that's not particularly yeah. bad. Those are all made up. Like those are those are all vaguely scientific. <laughs> the one that all quietly blew my brain up was uh-huh. there is one in the corner that is H two O plus H two O equals H four O. Sounds right to me. Two plus yeah. two is four, idiot. Yeah, dumbass. O There's only two o numbers in the whole equation. Oh, interestingly. <laughs> There's only two numbers in that whole thing. They have to right. Add, the guy right? go. You got to put them together. Two H's <laughs> plus two H's, four H's. Pop quiz. I'm a <laughs> For those of you who aren't those two, I'm uh, very smart. <laughs> yeah. H three O is one of the most powerful acids known to man. H four O is a hypothetical possibility that requires an incredible amount of energy to even generate. Like, H4O is in three characters, the word instant explosion. So just put two pieces of water together, baby. Yeah. If you pour water in other water, you got a bomb. Because yeah. H2O, that's two hydrogens, one oxygen. So H2O plus H2O should be in this stupid structure... H4O2. But no, they made it H4O for God knows what reason. It's a it makes joke. me mad. It makes me mad. <laughs> they made it, they did a joke. That's but a joke. except Later. it's not a joke. It's just bad. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing the- at it. The concept <laughs> the concept of calling water H2O is ridiculous. It's <laughs> <laughs> patently uh. absurd. That shit's water. <laughs> But later, this later is my anti-science episode. episode, by the way. <laughs> but later in the episode, they actually change what that says on the board, and they change it to be correct. Right? They say H two O plus H two O equals H two O. Yeah, that's right? uh, Doug came in and fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was after Quailman arrived on the scene, so maybe Quailman, right, Quailman real quick like it. erased it and changed it. The little man said, no, why is this professor attempting to lie to his students? Or a closet sign saw it and fixed it because he's smart now. <laughs> right. Good this point. is the real crime being perpetrated is lying to students. 
<laughs> yeah, but also in the in the room, there's like a mobile of the solar system, and the mobile has a sun, four planets, and a boot. So like Just like, like the regular universe. It. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know how it work goes. There's Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Italy. <laughs> Yeah. It's where the Italians come from. <laughs> Shaped like a cowboy boot. Um, but, yeah, so maybe, or maybe this is a representation of a different system. Like, maybe this is Planet Bob. Look, we're not sure we're in the same, like, galaxy here. Yeah, Bluffington may, in fact, be its own system. Again, going back to my original premise, like, this is inside Doug's brain. Maybe he doesn't know what that planet is, so he just, like, substitutes it with the first thing that comes to his head. And that's that makes a good argument, because a lot of the pop quiz answers that are asked are just wrong, yep. right? Like, at least a couple of them are. Um, yeah, I... Should we just go into that pop Let's quiz time? Let's go. I think that's well, where we, wait, are. we just say that first off, as he starts this, uh, the Professor Oogie is going to ask a question, and we see Roger is fiddling with a weird satellite dish assembly on his head. So this is the point where you can confirm that if you were not aware before now, we are now firmly in the imagination zone. We are not at all anywhere like reality. Right. So as yeah. Patty's being asked how many bones are in the human body roger fires a brain ray at her and she just suddenly goes and roger chimes in with the answer "Eh, about 200 which is not (laughs) not incorrect (laughs) it's like saying like oh how much water is there on earth a lot oh and if you're being (laughs) a real smartass, it's a trick question because it depends on how old the human is. An adult has about 200. A baby has more like 270, about 70 of those fused together. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta uh, piss out your dick bone. Yes. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta go to the hospital and they take out the extra bones. Right. Yes. That's one of the first things that happens after you get right. born. You, you have to piss out the dick bone and then get bone surgery to get the rest of them. <laughs> Right. Yeah, I you still have my dick bones. <laughs> Weird. I framed it. <laughs> I got... At least that's what my parents told me it is. <laughs> What's it shaped like? <laughs> oh, it's, it's the size of a normal human penis, so like three centimeters. <laughs> 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 oh it's also curved again, and pointy. Again, this is my this is my anti-science episode. <laughs> science is bad. The tooth fairy. Also, speaking comes of in. anti-science, like what's what's Klausenstein's end goal here? Because he's a super scientist that makes a brain machine and he goes to an elementary school <laughs> yeah. to steal, to steal his, like baby brains. To steal the wrong answers <laughs> to a pop quiz. <laughs> Again, purely Silver Age. Purely Silver Age. Just absolutely nonsensical, just for the point of whimsy. Yes. But yeah, he steals it, and he says, yeah, about 200, and the teacher goes, that's amazing. (laughs) Again, Doug Doug would think, that's amazing. Wow, you know the thing I was asking you a pop quiz about. Shocking. (laughs) 
I'm I'm picturing that in Doug was drawing this in his comic, and he was like, "Well, fuck, I don't know how many bones there are. Eh, about two hundred, and he just wrote right. that. <laughs> he just wrote that because he didn't want to look it up and come back later. How many bones are in the human body, Doug? Are you dissecting an animal again? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, he has, he has that question, and Roger steals the answer, and Patty's like, oh, I was sure I knew it earlier. And then they do this to a bunch of other people in the class. Like, Vivi is asked what the furthest planet away in the solar oh, system I'm is. Oh, I've got to be entirely clear here, because they mm. ask the question stupidly. Which Great. planet in our solar system has the longest rotation around our sun? Now, if they're trying to say which planet has the biggest orbit... The answer given is, at the time, correct, because Pluto's still a planet. But it still is, though. Fuck nerds. Fair enough. <laughs> you're really leaning into this anti-science character. Uh-huh. Other thing. The, the Earth is the biggest planet, and it's also flat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's in the center. And of the it's universe. hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I subscribe to the Nilla Wafer theory. <laughs> <laughs> Very clever, young man. But it's Nilla Wafers all the way down. <laughs> The other th- you know when they describe the different layers of the Earth's crust? <laughs> it's just, it's just, just a stack ne- of just Crust, mantle, nougat, willow wafer, peanutty buddy. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds right to me. It's, it's in the pudding of the galaxy. Yeah, I, believe, I believe this way more than I believe big NASA with their globalist <laughs> lies. <laughs> Fucking round heads. <laughs> parody, parody. <laughs> no, this is what I actually believe. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. <laughs> In the category of other fake lies scientists tell us, the reason why saying which system, which plant has the longest rotation is a weird thing to say is because the smartass answer here is Mercury, the closest planet to the sun, but unlike every other planet, it doesn't rotate. Mercury doesn't have a day-night cycle. It's like the moon. The same side always faces the sun. The moon, same revolution? side, always faces us. Mercury has the same side, always faces the sun. It has the longest rotation period because the rotation period is no fuck you. You're saying rotation around its axis, yes. not rotation around the, uh, not not orbit. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Yes. If they'd okay. used the word orbit, we'd be in the clear here, but this is a case of, <laughs> no, if you're being a real smartass, which I am, Mercury, <laughs> I win. Eat me. Show from 1991. Take, yeah, take that, you, big NASA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jim, publish your findings. In conclusion, God. please answer my letters. <laughs> I just realized that I used the anti-Semitic globalist instead of globehead. <laughs> God damn it. (laughs) God. I'm not a Nazi. I'm just a crank. (laughs) It's important to make that distinct. Yeah, no. God bless the, uh, what used to be harmless lines about just utterly stupid things about the people who say that there's only, uh, flat earth. Now, no, of course, because cranks are... In charge of the internet. Yep. We because rule the world, baby. Wait, you're saying that multiple different stupid groups have merged into one big super stupid group? Yes, it happens That's a lot. Actually, works. Yeah, like a you lot of people early. who are big into flat Earth, like the people who are big into flat Earth and the people who are into hollow Earth get AKA along. The truth. Just, 
Yeah. <laughs> they get along Both just fine. fine. And they also get along just fine with the people who insist that the Jews control the planet. And oh I God. naturally assume that all three are working together to hide the truth of the hollow slash flat earth. <laughs> For reasons. <laughs> it's also the biggest planet. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is on something new with that one. <laughs> It's bigger than the sun. <laughs> Just put your hand on you. My, uh, my revolutionary crank theory is that evolution happened, but it only took 5,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> the fossil record why it- is a lie, but it's only because additional <laughs> layers of the flat earth are just being built up so fast. Right. Why do you think different people around the world are different heights, idiot? Yeah, it's evolution. <laughs> God. All right. Back to Tuck. Back to science. Yeah, back to things that are real and correct. Sort of. More so than Nilla Wafer theory. So, Um, Chalky does an impression of you, (laughs) our beloved viewers, by saying, Ah, ah, my brains, as Dr. Klotzenstein (laughs) brain drains the entire class. Yeah. Man, yeah, so he's <laughs> So the the teacher is completely oblivious to this. And they, yeah, and he asked one other question. I think he asked what was it? Yeah, like, Skeeter, what Newton's, what Newton's third, third law? law is. Which doesn't exist. Wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Holy shit. Okay. So he just he asked Skeeter in the class. Skeeter is in this class, but we are about to learn that this Roger is not the real Roger. This supports our theory that Skeeter and real Roger are the same person. Wait, shit. Because so Roger is stealing an answer from his alternate universe self in order to gain Skeeter's power. He has just gained <laughs> in this moment full access to all of Skeeter's knowledge and has become transcendently powerful. Yes. This is actually the moment of Dr. Klotzenstein's apotheosis. This was the entire point of his plan. He knew someone in here had access to the full understanding of the inner workings of reality of the hollow flat earth. And all the rituals required to propitiate its mole man gods. And so he becomes Skeeter. This is the time when Roger becomes Skeeter, right? Yes, yes. It all tracks. Okay, good. We've made this make sense. Good. (laughs) We did it. Anyway, so, so yeah, he, he brain drains Skeeter, too. And in this whole time, the, the teacher is, like, oblivious to this. And he says, oh, my God, this is amazing. Roger, you never knew any answers before. And now you're a genius because you knew three Piece partially of correct science answers. trivia. Real quick, what's the yeah. scope of this science pop quiz? Oh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> you know. Newton's the third law of motion, furthest planet from the sun, and how many bones are in the human body what are they Man, quizzing yeah. on like and science in general things, have you none of those things relate to anything on the board yeah no well or any of the lab equipment yep this is just the this is where science lives this is there was a this thing that got science yeah, there, there was a thing that got really big around the time that we were in college that later on acquired the nickname scientism where you just okay. have people who venerate, like, you may recall Facebook pages from the early 2000s named things like, I freaking love science. I heckin' love big puppers and doggos. Pretty much. <laughs> I went to for, public school. Except for science instead. Like, people who just venerate the idea of science without actually knowing a single goddamn thing about it. 
Like, yeah. if you wear a lab coat and hold a beaker, you must be speaking gospel truth. By the way, this is why the Earth is actually flat, and I don't think this flight <laughs> from Australia to Greenland could possibly exist. Oh, wait, right. no, that flight makes no <laughs> those, sense. Australia those flight logs don't exist. Africa doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Australia to Greenland doesn't exist, but that's for very good reason. That's way too goddamn far. Uh, uh, side note, <laughs> I'm Greenland gonna, doesn't exist. I'm also open my Patreon soon that it'll help me build my homemade rocket. If you guys could chip in, so I can disprove <laughs> the big global, the big globehead conspiracy. Yes, <laughs> oh my God. we're going to send the rocket into space, establish exactly how wide the flat earth is and what it looks like when stuff starts falling over the edge. Cause it's probably looks yeah. really cool. I'm not going to need a helmet cause there's actually air in space <laughs> as every 1950s sci-fi movie taught us. Right. Yeah. Cause like if you watch what star Wars, there? there's the, when the death star explodes, there's fire and you can't have fire without air. That's actual science. Boom. <laughs> it all tracks. It all perfectly tracks. I believe Prove me wrong. How else would they get that? How else would they get that footage? <laughs> right. <laughs> okay so back in doug world uh so the the teacher is like oh my god this is amazing roger's a brain genius now somehow who knows what that thing on his head is and who cares <laughs> i need to go tell mr bone it says roger yes. you're in charge yeah and he's a year old bully he put in charge <laughs> right you've answered three questions therefore by divine right you are now king of class <laughs> yes so and roger like at this point he like transforms does it with no, this he, he doesn't transform yet i don't think okay no he has to see quail man to transform yeah right right he just yells uh you know now first this science class then the world right um and and patty like in her stupefied state that she lives in an even more stupefied state than uh she usually is in doug's fantasy she gets more stupid and she goes oh boy we gotta call quail man quail man and then she's animated as crying out loudly help quail man except for what she actually says is help us quail man yeah yeah, she like meekly calls for Quail Man and does the Quail she Man. She forgets whistle. science facts, but remembers Quail Man and the Quail Whistle. <laughs> because of course, the only thing in her mind in Doug's fantasy it's is that man. Doug exists. Well, we yeah. don't know if Doug exists. Quail Man does. Sure. Though. Because it, based on the episode title, Quail Man is Doug. Yes, right, I guess. I just, like, this is, whatever. Yeah. So we're already at the first mate. This is where I noticed the major question of what the fuck is going on, read Doug and everything else. Because these are Doug's classmates. These are people who exist only in relation to Doug. Is Doug out sick today? No, or Doug doesn't have to go class. to school. Right. And but this is his might, fantasy. Because world. of some other things that happen, that he might still be going to school. Who fucking knows? Yes. <laughs> like, is um, Doug funny? Noted child. Like, is Quail Man doing the thing that Klotzenstein is doing, where he is impersonating a random person in this elementary school class just because he can? Sure. Maybe Doug is Clark Kent in this. Like That right? would make some sense, except for we never see any indications of what Doug is up to. It's just all Quail Man all the time. Yeah, Doug never changes into Quail Man. Yeah, yeah. also while everybody else is in the science lab doing vaguely science-y stuff... Doug is in the quail lab doing 
something. He is asking Quail Dog for the Quail Tweezers because he has busily made some Mountain Dew gamer fuel and wants some fucking... I don't know. <laughs> wants to put He's in some, more like, caffeine. extra sugar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If only there was some and- way to redden this in some way. <laughs> if only there was a way to make gamers want this. <laughs> <laughs> if only there was some way to cause gamers to rise up. <laughs> Yeah, but so he hears the, he's doing his science thing and he hears the quail call uh, and he takes off, leaving his science thing still on the burner. Whatever. Mountain Dew will make it so. <laughs> right. Mount- Mountain Dew is not flammable or explosive, so it's fine. Or, well, at right, least in the right. final Just- edition it wasn't. This one, well, <laughs> Doug's going to be in the market for a new thicket of solitude real soon. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so he flies off uh, and we go back into the science lab. And this is when a very important line happens. And it's supposed to be just a throwaway line, but Roger, as Klotzenstein, but he's still in Roger yeah, form. he's still in Roger form. He says, Thanks, Skunky. I've always wanted to know the mathematical equation that gives me the perfect arc to a spitball. Skunky ball mine. Like, I thought it was chalky. Maybe no, he says skunky. Out. No, he says skunky. Which all, and, what's us know... One very important thing on top of the thing Mike is about to say, it lets us know that Skunky Beaumont applies himself. As long as he has to see this <laughs> guidance counselor every day, he is going to make the guidance counselor work for it. Skunky Beaumont has worked out mathematically. He has done the aerodynamic calculations. He knows calculus. He knows the differential equations evolved in solving for the perfect arc to a spitball. Skunky Beaumont yeah. has a flight engineering degree. <laughs> yeah. And and furthermore, like, okay, again, if you haven't been listening, uh, Skunky Beaumont is, like, referenced a ton throwaway for, like, whenever the writers need, like, a random name for just, like, an off-screen character. Um, they use Skunky Beaumont, but in a, in a little bit, we'll zoom out and we'll see... Two characters that we've never seen before, and one of them is Skunky Beaumont, right? Or we know unless Skunky. unless he killed Skunky Beaumont and threw the body out of the classroom, or if Skunky <laughs> Beaumont is only an existence in the mind, if the brain ray was fired at Skunky Beaumont, he would be consumed. There is no physical form oh. to Skunky Beaumont. He exists solely as an idea, trapped now within the labyrinthine pathways of Doctor Klotzenstein's brain. Oh my god, yeah, maybe Skunky Beaumont is just a term for, like, any form of knowledge. It's an idea. It's cocky yeah, like rhyming slang, only my stupid. My name is Robert Paulson. My <laughs> name is Skunky Beaumont. <laughs> Beaumont. He's still, he's still, like, thank, maybe he's thanking his own brain. He's like, thanks, smart me, now I know this. Yeah. Now, that oh, I, now that I have the knowledge of six children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I now know oh exactly God. why you should plead insanity in front of Mr. Bone after you steal his trophy for some stupid reason. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Doug, like, while while everyone is being stupid, and of course, I want to note real quick that the only time they thought that it would be a good idea to call Squailman was after they were already all super stupid. Yeah, no. <laughs> Once they were smart, like, it's the most no, obvious idea now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, this guy will help us. Let's go buy some lotto tickets. <laughs> Which, when they were smart, they never would have thought it was a good idea to call school. Uh, no. I used to just ruin the classroom. 
<laughs> this is a children's class. Why would we call the superhero who wears his underpants on the outside? Last time that happened, we all had to talk to a counselor. Yeah, this this man was probably not allowed to come here anymore. Yeah. He's been federally barred from the school. He's on a couple of registries now. <laughs> yeah. He's not Quail Boy. He's Quail Man. He's at least 18 years old. <laughs> yeah, and uh, proving that he does have a suit out for him, like, as the line is said about uh, perfect spitball, Roger fires a spitball, at just out the window for no fucking reason. And it hits Quail Man because, of course, it does. Owned. Owned. And <laughs> got him. <laughs> Patty says, Oh, Quail Man, you've come. Which I will just leave on the table there. We're not going any further into that. It means his dick and balls. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the thing I want to call so... attention to right here is Roger has just fired a spitball. Out the window and hit yes. Doug. Doug then breaks the window next to it and flies in. You didn't. <laughs> yeah, next respect. to the open window. He had the choice <laughs> yeah. to. He hasn't I, used the device on you yet, Doug. <laughs> I could break and enter, or I could just enter. Fuck it. I'm powerful. I can destroy windows for no fucking reason. <laughs> It'd be funny reason. If, it's, if he flew through the window and the next frame has him, like, super bloody. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. I don't have... He doesn't have powers. I d- the next frame is just him in the hospital. <laughs> next frame is Dr. Klotzenstein, who is his presiding doctor, just being like, you do know that you don't have, like, super tough skin, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's not one of your three listed powers. Like, yeah... You can't stare glass into not cutting you, Quail Man. Please be more careful. That'll be $16,000. I hope you're insured, Quail Man. What? You're not a U.S. citizen? What does your dad do? Oh, yeah, he doesn't have insurance. (laughs) This goes pretty bad for you pretty fast, Quail Man. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he flies in through the window. Uh, and at this moment, we see like a full view of the class. And okay, there's one person who I think is skunky. We're saying like, you know, oh, skunky might be a figment of the imagination. But there's one person in the class who looks exactly like a Doug Skeeter hybrid. Yes. He has Doug's face. <laughs> he has Doug's hair. He has Skeeter's nose. He has Skeeter's pants. And he has Doug's shoes. So like. Skunky Beaumont is I, a hideous I, amalgam made out of the only two people whose faces Doug can remember. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting at the one desk with a computer showing that he is the online one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. BRB changing all of my various online tags to skunky underscore Beaumont (laughs) underscore 91. And posting about spitball theory. Posting about spitball theory and how to steal trophies from principals. Yeah. So, Quailman says to, uh, he, like, reveals that Roger is, oh, it's Dr. Klotzenstein, like, oh no, my like god. He just shows up and says, ah, Klotzenstein, and just, there is the frame of Roger transforming from Roger into Klotzenstein, which mostly just involves his jacket turning from black to white, and his hair going from one poking out, like one rectangle to two rectangles. From one rectangle to two (laughs) rectangles, and also he gets a mustache. Right, very sinister. And And his eyes get bigger. And yeah, he gets an accent and his eyes get bigger. That's right! 
Surrender now, Dr. Klotzenstein, and I promise a lenient punishment. Get real! Master negotiation yeah. strategy. He's telling me how, how much you're going to fuck him up when this is over. <laughs> Give up, and I'll do less than I usually do to you. We've never interacted before. Shut up. The viewers right. don't know that. Right. And he says, of course, Klotzenstein says no. And then <laughs> Coilman calls... Poor, uh, calls a uh, quail no, no, dog. Quail man says, "You leave me no choice." Whistles, and quail dog appears. Like, oh, and, this has changed absolutely nothing about this situation. <laughs> quail man. Yeah, his power involves his like how smart he is, and his tactics are calling his partner to help him out, and then that's it. <laughs> And he says, he says, give up, we've got you surrounded, even though Quail Dog is standing right next to Quail Man. <laughs> also, Stinky's and, there, so it's not even, they don't even have him outnumbered. Yeah, Stinky's there briefly, like, for a couple for frames. For those of you in the audience does who anything. may be, don't know this, Stinky is Roger's cat. Keep right. up! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Roger is surrounded at all times by a Stinky cat. Do not dig into this. Nowhere good. Nothing good comes of it. <sighs> right. Yeah. So Roger or uh, Klausenstein, of course, just says no. <laughs> it's no, fuck off. Not, dude. <laughs> and uh, but he says he gives Quailman a chance. He says, Quailman, join forces with me, and we'll have enough smarts between us to rule the world. We'll have the brain power of seven children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Think of it, Quailman. I currently unstoppable. Have I have six. What kind of science trivia do you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. It's nothing but trivia about the beats. Ah, oh, damn it. Ah, oh, fuck. I really screwed this one up. Quailman, I can't remember what the numbers on the periodic table are, but you might, and with that information, we'll rule the world. <laughs> I was trying to think what you would actually get if you read Doug's mind. No, I mean, what's funny is... <laughs> oh, no, like, he'd get the script to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, this would get really meta really fast. Yeah, yeah. he would know how Klotzenstein is defeated. So well, you apparently get would. some physical characteristics because, like... Oh, yeah. Skipping yeah. ahead a little bit, like, he... he uh, the way Quailman defeats him, defeats him is he... Uh, Forces Klotzenstein to like brain drain the frog that we mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Right. Um, so then that causes Klotzenstein to have like a frog tongue and hop around like a frog and eat tons of flies, which is which are in the science lab, I guess. But what I was laughing about is that he does the uh, brain drain to Quail Man and he just looks down. He's like, "Oh no, I have a cat's penis now." <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you never explained in the last episode why you thought that was a thing. Two but episodes ago. Self-evident. Why would it need an explanation? <laughs> don't explain it. the joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> quail man. With the powers of a quail. To dart, dodge, and have a cat penis for some <laughs> oh my reason. God. My favorite part about this podcast is that I have effectively weaponized the concept of yes and. <laughs> there's a thing in improv where where there's like a common phrase where subtlety has no place in improv. And all you're doing is making vague, subtle accusations. <laughs> but great. I'm on board. Yes and, motherfucker. <laughs> 
Uh, oh, also. There's nothing subtle about Doug as a cat's penis. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a subtlety to the rationale from it where you don't, no. where you don't frame it at all. <laughs> no. You're stopping also, at, like, the children's workshop of improv where you, like, go to a kindergarten and introduce the concept. Yeah, I would fuck those kids up. I'm way funnier than those morons. Oh, God. Also, while... Uh, so, anyway, like, as Doug, of course, says, now, and we just established it, just the negotiation, just to sum it up real fast, has been, hey, Roger, stop. Now. Fine, you give me no choice. I summon my dog. Hey, Roger, stop. Now. Hey, what if you join me, Quail Man? Now. <laughs> good, good, great. All's going well. And Roger's response to the no from Doug is he indicates that he, too, is an extraterrestrial. Ter- he speaks the alien language of Italian yeah. at Quail Man. Which, as we established, is a boot in the solar system. Yes. He says Arrivederci and... Fires the brain waves at him. Quailman fires his eye beams at the brain beams, and they proceed to have the world's shittiest Dragon Ball Z duel of beams, yeah. which Quailman, of course, loses in- instantly <laughs> yeah. and decides he must use his other powers of the quail to dart and dodge as he flies at about small child walking pace to a desk at the front of the class. Yeah. This is. It's just shit. And that's where he finds the frog that he will use to, like, trick Roger into accidentally brain draining it. But I want to say that the way he does that is he pretends to surrender and he says, I give up. You can brain drain me now. And then he swaps out the frog real quick. But I got to say, pretending to surrender is a war crime, (laughs) right? That's something in the Geneva Convention that says that it's a war crime. Yep. Taking even a even a further step back, I do like the idea of a super scientist with the power of like six brains falling for a simple ruse. <laughs> yeah. Also, the fact that it's not like this—you're just adding the brains. It's not like you're overwriting your own fucking brain. Even by the context right. established earlier in the episode, no, I've just added a frog's brain to my no- own. I now have encyclopedic knowledge of which bugs taste best and where the best ponds to wallow in are. It also breaks the fucking, like, device for some reason. Yeah. He contracted it out Why? to a subcontractor. <laughs> yeah. Co- some coders working on a tutorial basis just put that together. Right. They didn't put in uh they they didn't put in error handling where if you drain something other than an eleven year old's brain, <laughs> it breaks the device. I was also laughing about like him drain like brain draining BB and he just like starts making out with Peter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, he has to take on the personality. You're so fucking hot, Valentine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You remind me a lot of me for reasons I can't quite put into words. I was also like, if he used it like on a bear and eagle, would he get like actual superpowers? Yeah. (laughs) But no, it's it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, he made the one the once. There's nothing to stop him from just making it again and using it in a smarter way. Right. Well, well, Doug mentioned Quailman mentions that he's gonna be making license plates, so he's gonna throw this child in jail. (laughs) 
right? Well, this is, we're thinking that this is actually Klotzenstein who probably isn't a child and is just like impersonating a child. I, I don't know. But there's a couple of things here. So Winnie becomes a frog because he takes a frog's brain and he starts like eating bugs. He's eating about one fly every three or four seconds. So th- yeah, this, class- where are they coming yeah, this classroom from? is covered in bugs. <laughs> That's the thing though. He's not in the classroom. The what? animation, like, it, he just cuts out to he is in a flat green void as he eats his first couple of flies. Okay, so maybe because that's they like... they didn't the in- animate him in the... They did not have the energy to animate him in the classroom doing this. So maybe that's just, like, the inside of his mind. So he is in the classroom, but, like, he's... He's he's yeah, like he's sent to his own imagination zone, right? But is also evidently hunched around and hopping around. I think for a at, for at the first part, I think he's in the classroom, and then there's like a couple of shots where he's in a void. Um, so it's probably yeah, like going into his mind or something. I also imagine it being like a uh, the remake of the fly situation, and he's just like slowly and painfully going to morph into a frog. <laughs> right? Why did I add that feature to my brain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that took me weeks to code that module. Why did I do that? <laughs> In retrospect, a lot of my plan seems ill-advised. <laughs> okay, but so while they're doing that, uh, Bone and the teacher bust... No, I gotta jump into Hedia. Okay. Doug then announces, pardon me, Quailman announces, and now I will use my powers to put right what went wrong. And then he does nothing. Well, he does the whistle and all the kids, like, gain their memories back. No, they don't. Well, they start cheering, so maybe that... They start yeah. cheering. That's it. They, sh- they, like, they, like, shake it off. Yeah. Yay! I, I like it better as just, and now <laughs> I'll sit right still. what's gone wrong. And I whistle and, yay! Yeah, maybe, maybe that's I don't like... actually have any brain-related powers. I just whistled and hope they'd applaud yeah. me. Yeah, they just... Yeah, it's it's funny that the uh, the machine breaking doesn't snap him out of it, but the whistle did. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. this is just like them, he, Quail Man just like jingling the keys for the kids, and they all go, yay! <laughs> Hell yeah, shiny objects. Right. Um, but yeah, so, so Bone, while this is, right after this happens, Bone and the teacher bust back in to the, into the room, and the teacher's like, oh my god, look, he's brilliant, and he points at Roger Plotzenstein eating flies, and they're just like, oh, well, weird. Well, that's the other thing, the pacing here is fucked. If they'd gone straight to that, that would have made sense. What happens before that is, Bone asks... Who the hell Quail Man is? So yeah, so this is saying that like co- that Doug doesn't exist in this universe. I think like yeah. that Who Doug is Quail yeah. Man because he doesn't. He yeah. just says you with the belt, and he asks you him. The belt. He says, "Hey, you with the belt? Do you have a hall pass?" So a he's not in the hall yes he's not in the hall and also he's not a student because bone doesn't know who, who he is. the hell are you kid wearing underwear outside his pants do i have to call the cops yeah but do you have a also, hall pass which negates you from the cops i guess and quail man responds no need to worry everything is under control and a-okay and I thought for a second how it would actually be just fantastic if Bones responds to that was, yeah, okay, and just wandered off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, everything checks out. I got nothing better to do with my time. Right, like, he doesn't ask who are you is the biggest thing. He just only asks for a hall pass. And, du- and Quail Man's just like, yeah, I don't need one. Bye. <laughs> right? And, and also in this, I gotta say, like, 
when this is Klotzenstein in Klotzenstein form, and yes. no one, none of the teachers recognize him as a felon, even though he's been on the news as like a dangerous escapee from prison. And yeah. also, well, on that news report, they said that he was looking like Roger. So wouldn't Roger have gotten arrested at school or at least like... The cops would have gone to Roger's house. It was a brilliant double bluff. The cops already did grab Roger and throw him into jail. And then Klotzenstein took his place. Yeah, sure. That makes actual sense. Okay. Genius strategy. Currently, Roger is having a very special episode in prison. Where he is learning things that will turn him into a supervillain later. (laughs) uh, Legitimately. Right. Klotzenstein is setting up a time loop whereby once Roger is fully grown, he will build a time machine, travel back in time, and become Dr. Klotzenstein. It's all very simple. Please subscribe to the Patreon where you can read my thesis on this. We once I and help me find my rocket. <laughs> yeah. And fun Sam's rocket. <laughs> to the center of the earth. His downward facing rocket. Yes. <laughs> it's a rocket that digs. Yes. <laughs> it's a docket. It's an underground rocket. <laughs> anyway, Quillman's response to being asked for the hall pass is no need for formalities, just taking out the classroom trash. By which, of course, he means he is brain damaged an adult and will now be throwing him into prison where he can do slave labor for the state of Virginia. Right. Also, also note that um, poor Chop fly. They fly both of them out of the class, both Roger and Stinky the cat. And then Stinky's gone. So I just have to imagine that they put Stinky down. <laughs> they just tucked them out the window. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like, why do we need this piece of trash? <laughs> 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 so somehow the frog ate stinky because as we've had established stinky is reversed on the right. eating procedures for small animals right so the very next scene after they fly away is a, an assembly for the school which is the a, lamest pep rally you've ever seen yeah it's like pretty not 20 yeah, people like maybe, sparsely attended and they're like sitting just in like random spots around the gym uh and roger is there Roger's yep. in the bag. <laughs> so I guess they got him out of jail because they realized. Yeah, Roger was. Br- yeah. As part of their apology, they just threw Klotzenstein in there and apologized to the 13 year old for throwing him in the maximum security <laughs> adult prison. Sorry, we killed your cat by throwing him out of the window. Yeah. Sorry, throwing her out of the window. Right. I forgot. I forgot. I'm oh. st- I spoiled a later episode. Yeah. <laughs> So here, Bone is uh, is giving an award to Quail Man, um, and and both both the new teacher and Wingo are there. So like Wingo exists, but maybe just in Doug's mind isn't good enough to teach science class. I, I Probably, don't know. but so so the thing that's happening here is that Bone is awarding Quail Man with a permanent hall pass. So to a school he doesn't go to. To a school he doesn't go to, and he's probably we've dropped the charges for breaking and entering. <laughs> and you can come to the school anytime and just walk the halls. And noted thing that is completely legal for any adult <laughs> to do at any school. Yes, FBI, I'll be there in a moment. God, so, and when this is happening, Skeeter says that, like, that guy, Quailman, is cool, and then Patty says, this is, like, the line of the episode Yeah, this is the f- it's f- totally fucked up thing. She says, Huh, why does Quailman look so familiar to me? 
So that means that... I vaguely remember some total fucking dipshit <laughs> who I think one day he died of no longer being interesting. So, did Doug exist in this Same. universe or not? Like, I think Doug did and was tragically... Uh, like I think we have a classic like uh, reverse gl- Green Lantern situation where... A dying Green Lantern, a dying alien gives a dipshit superpowers. I think in this case, a dipshit took on the identity. An alien took on the identity of a dying dipshit. Doug Funny in this universe had some manner of wasting illness and <laughs> used that to become like Quailman used this identity to just be stolen because ah, it seems that. Nobody has ever paid attention to this small human or any of his desires. <laughs> Nobody will notice if I take over and have him spend most of his time in a bush in the woods. Well, if she's still brain drained, she might just be going, oh, that guy looks familiar and she just doesn't remember him. <laughs> yeah, it could have been anyone. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> so two things I, that that says to me based on your theory, Jim, though, is one this is Doug's fantasy, so then that means that in Doug's fantasy, Doug was killed and replaced by a pod person. Right? Yes. In his ultimate Lines fantasy, up. right? That he's dead in this world. And two, that means the episode title should have been Quailman is Doug. Quailman was Doug. <laughs> Quailman was Doug. Doug is no more. There is only the quail now. Or it should have been, Doug was, period, quail man is now Doug. Quail exclamation point. Yes. yes. No, Doug Wild was, hunts. period, quail man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. God. That would have been a grim title. Yes. <laughs> oh, it would have made this Iron Age as hell, though. This is true. This is true. I want to see the gritty R- Riverdale version of... Uh, of Quail Man <laughs> yeah. when they make the live action. Right. Yeah. It's just the Punisher. Kills it's Doug just the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. It is just the Punisher, but also he has the crossover with Archie comics that the Punisher actually did. <laughs> right. Doug is just like, I can't stop thinking about somebody looking just like me, just brutally murdering <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> this is my ultimate <laughs> fantasy, and I have to put it to text. God, <laughs> draw this. Yeah. I'm compelled to. <laughs> And then in this, at the end of the episode, the comic book briefly comes to life. So maybe he's like drawing with a magic ink that he's been compelled to draw with. This is attempting to get the demons, exercise the demons from his head, which we know failed, by the way, because as he walks away from the comic book, he tells his dog. <laughs> Who is a dog? Uh-huh. Let's Squeak go some get some peanutty buddies. Uh-huh. Let's get some more chocolate ice cream for you, pork chop. He does this so much. <laughs> it's probably in like a quarter of the episode so far. Pork chop has just been fucking scarfing chocolate. Like, I'm just baffled because I thought we were just doing a dumb gag the first time. Uh This is, insofar as anything, is a running theme in Doug. (laughs) This is it. (laughs) There's Doug is anxious, and there's... Dogs like chocolate, (laughs) actually. (laughs) That's the one consistent moral of Doug. Uh Man. Speaking of morals... (laughs) 
Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the moral here? I don't think this one was intended to have a moral. I think this one is like, we need an action break because this show is boring and maybe doing this would make people like I it. I will more. note. I will, if you're going to call this an action break, during the entire action sequence, I took zero notes. Same. Yeah. Yeah. There's just nothing to it. Doug fires. Yeah. Yeah. Razor fired at one another. Doug instantly loses. Doug runs away. Right. The end. Doug does a war crime. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Doug violates the Geneva Conventions in order to uh, defeat the a terrorists. child goes to jail. Yeah. Man, so yeah I, I, yeah, I don't think there was a moral in this one. I think this is just a... Here's Doug having fun fact, with paper. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that it didn't try to have a moral easily jumps it to the top of the list of these episodes. <laughs> so far. That's a solid four out of ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and I gotta say, like most people's memory of Doug is Quail Man. Like most people remember these kind of episodes the most. This is what like. There's that Doug video game, and most of, like, the action sequences of it are just Quail Man. So, like, this was the quote-unquote successful part of the show. The, uh, just to, just as a side note, the other part of the Doug video game is a walking simulator on the game, <laughs> the Game Boy Color. Where you talk to people and do chores for them, sort of. Horrific soundtrack that you can't stop. And there's spelling It just errors. never stops playing. <laughs> it's good. Oh, Man, God. I don't know. So do you go- Stay tuned for the la- that Let's Play, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, join oh. the funny papers at twitch.com. We're buying out twitch.com. Bezos Wait, can't control twitch.com us. Twitch.com is probably a virus. Don't go to twitch.com. It's twitch.tv. <laughs> twitch.ru. <laughs> Twitch.thisisnotavirus. Twitch. Twitch.biz.butts. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Skunky.beaumont. Yeah. <laughs> No, don't worry. Twitch.com redirects you to twitch.tv. It's fine. <laughs> don't take that risk. Go check whether your computer's mining for Bitcoin after you do it. Yeah. It's fine. It's all fine. All right. So I think that about wraps up this one. I don't think... That's weird. They don't usually have pornography on oh Twitch. <laughs> Uh, so I think computer <laughs> generate a nude Doug. Why do I have so many pop-ups right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this recording suddenly three hours longer? <laughs> All right, let's cut this one here, I think, unless you guys got anything else. Yeah, I got nothing else in the tank. All right. I got some Twitch to watch. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, I'm winking into the ca- I'm winking into the microphone. <laughs> some flat earth porn. <laughs> oh my god uh, alright let's nothing cut off the side of the hot flat earth <laughs> let's cut this here thanks everyone for joining us on this wild ride we're sorry we did this to you yeah I'm not <laughs> google flat earth <laughs> plus google flat hollow earth plus truth <laughs> plus real <laughs> plus Doug <laughs> yeah Okay, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.